Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted a ripping imprint of boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on the Fringe FM. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. 
And if you'd like to contact the show, the email is rdgable at yahoo.com, r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Social media, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. All the shows so far from this week, Monday through Friday here on The Fringe, same time each night, are in the archive on the website. You can check them out. We had Greg Carlwood from the Higher Side Chats on Monday. We had M. Don Shorn on last night. And tonight, we have David Icke with us this evening. I'm also joined by my good friend and occasional co-host, Jack, whose website is Messenger of Information, messengerof.info. We have quite a bit of information that we would like to talk to David about, and I think we can do it in a way that is unique. Most of you have heard David in a number of places, world-renowned for a number of reasons, from authoring numerous books to massive 12-hour presentations. And sometimes information can be very overwhelming and overloading to a lot of listeners. We had a similar conversation. interview last night with M. Don Shore and the amount of information that was presented. So we're never going to be able to get to all the details in a single show. So we wanted to try to slow things down a little bit and become very surgical with our conversation tonight. So first, Jack, are you with us? Yes, I am, Ryan, and I'm really excited to talk with you and David. Me as well. David Icke, sir, how are you? I'm good, Ryan. Hello, Jack. I'm glad you're with us, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I am too. Yeah. Well, okay. J- D- D- David, I wanted to I wanted to share something with you that I think is pertinent to our current situation uh, and all situations very briefly. And it comes with a question for you. And then at the end of that question, we want to go to Jack because he has another pertinent question that he would like to ask you if that's good with you. Uh, fire away. All right. So you and I and Jack actually had talked in 2017. So it's been about three years and a month. And uh, since then, I've had a child. I have a young son named Fox. He's a year old. And the process of going through having a child in some places in the world, especially in the United States and especially in certain states like I'm here in New York, was very, very difficult because of vaccinations and the taking of a child's blood at birth, which a lot of people don't know about. And so the point to this very brief story, David, is to express that I did a tremendous amount of research having to go through legal forums. I had to go to the Department of Health, et cetera. I had to argue with social services, doctors, nurses, all of which they have no basis for the reason why they want something to be done. They just assume that you're opt into something, vaccines, blood screening, et cetera. And then they intimidate you with fear of the consequences of what will happen if you don't oblige. But if you continue to deny them that right, which is ultimately what you're doing, you have the right, but they're trying to take it from you to refuse those types of medical procedures, then you can find a resolution, which I was able to do that. And in fact, after having discussions with social services and with doctors and nurses, there was a resolution to the problem of having my child's blood taken. Uh, although they tried to coerce us along the process. Since then, I've received numerous messages, hundreds of messages from listeners. I've been able to provide them with the same types of legal forms to help them in uh, whether it's a personal matter or a family matter. I'm telling you that because it took a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of stress to override the intimidation and the fear and the outright threats from the medical establishment and from the state government simply to have my child born without 
enforced medical procedures that are very dangerous, and I was able to demonstrate and prove that. So what I want to know from you is for all of us that are afraid, all of us that are worried, all of us are scared and we're confused and we're, we're, we're unsure of what's going to happen, we all have the individual spirit and soul that allows us to make decisions, to make our own determinations, and we've seen in specific cases, even without getting a lawyer, people are able to enact change simply by showing other people that it can be done with consistency and determination. I've had that experience. I've helped other people have that experience, and other people have told me separately they've also been able to do the same thing, whether that's with a vaccine, with the mask wearage that we're facing, that crisis now as well. A lot of people have health problems like myself. I'm unable to wear a mask, and yet I'm still being forced to wear one, which I've refused to, and therefore I've been laid off my job. Uh, There are legal ramifications of that. So my question to you is, how do we deal with this, knowing that these people do not have all the power and that a majority of them are simply following orders and they themselves are scared? How do we facilitate actual change when we're faced with such uncertainty and fear? Well, first of all, um, as I've been saying for decades, um, the number of people that are driving the direction of the world in full knowledge that they're doing it is absolutely tiny. I mean, it's almost laughable compared with a population of getting on for 8 billion. Uh, And the the only way they can do it is by people um, carrying out what they want without question. And to take the, 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 the route that even if I do have a bit of a mind of my own and I can see that what I'm being asked to do is not justifiable, then I'm going to do it anyway because it's easier for me that way just to conform and to acquiesce and not to question. And that is how we got to a situation where a at the core handful of people have locked down, put under um, virtual house arrest, uh, in some cases, total house arrest, billions of people. There's, there's a great uh, phrase, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And if we go on doing that, then this is going to not only stay as it is, it's going to get um, progressively, probably very quickly, progressively, ever more um, draconian, because that's where this a whole sequence of human uh, experience has been heading all along since way back into where we are now and beyond. So we have a choice. We can continue to acquiesce and continue to think consequence, or we can just do what we know to be right. And the whole area of consequence is fundamentally important. Because once you um, perceive uh, or start going through the list of potential consequences, then very quickly, um, most people will back off and just acquiesce. And uh, that's what uh, most people do, even those that would rather not. Uh, But if we do that, then if you think it's bad or people think it's bad for themselves and their kids and the grandkids now, well, strap in because it's it's nowhere near it's going to go if we go on like this. David, I feel I feel that a part of the problem is 
some people are idealistic and feel as if I do the right thing, there shouldn't be consequences. But the reality is there will be consequences for doing the right thing. Right. So um, I have just been banned from Facebook and had a million subscriber YouTube channel deleted. Now, what I could have done um, is to censor myself and what I was saying about this whole pandemic hoax um, and stayed on YouTube and probably stayed on Facebook. But that would have um, been a even greater consequence for me and that would be I would not speak my truth and say what I absolutely believe needed saying and needed um, exposing and circulating um, in this period we've, uh, we're going through. So my approach to this is to do what I, I feel to be right, what I know to be right, and that's not to acquiesce. And the consequences will take care of themselves. Um, if we continue to acquiesce, then some very um, dramatic consequences will take care of themselves. Uh, so that's a gimme uh, if we go on as we are. So we surely need to um, to have a rethink and um, look at um, how we are um, responding to this. Because if you think consequences all the time, then you'll always find one that can persuade you to, to acquiesce and to conform. And uh, we just go on as we are. Uh, and so, um, uh, you know, for me... The, the, the key to this is to reevaluate the nature of self, because if we go on um, self-identifying with all the labels we give ourselves and all the labels that we're given, then we will perceive um, our life to be human, three scores and ten, uh, three score years and ten. And everything that goes on in between. And that will um, color the way we see these situations, which can seem extremely um, uh, intimidating and, um, and frightening. I don't know how many people that you know personally who have dealt with this, but I've dealt with many things in my personal life, whether it was the birth of my child or now being forced to wear a mask, even against medical recommendations. And it's all done through intimidation. It's all done through fear. But if you keep pressing the issue, knowing that you're right, in a lot of cases, I found that you're able to override that fear and intimidation, and you're able to do what's right without consequence. That does happen sometimes as well. We just have to have the courage to do it. And I think when other people see that courage, that is one of the positive things that we need to address. Well, you see, what what I was uh, talking about there kind of relates to that, because um, I've just finished a book which is going to come out soon um, called The Answer, and I go into all this, and as long as as well as endless other things that connect. But for me, and certainly this cult that's behind this um, manipulation and control of humanity. Um, they, they, they know that the whole stadium in which this is played out is human perception. And 
everything in this reality is a frequency. Every thought, every emotion um, is frequency, a different frequency, depending on the thought or emotion. And so um, the amalgamation of our perceptions is a band of frequency. If you believe you are um, a little me and, they, and you have no power, you will interact with possibility and probability, the quantum field, within that frequency band, and you will access that possibility and probability which, to which you will form a feedback loop as your perceptions become your experience. And your, your experience will be the confirmation that you have no power and you're just a little me. And, and this feedback loop will then become a self-fulfilling prophecy because your perceptions will appear to be confirmed by your experience. Round and round and round it goes. When you reevaluate your self-identity, which means colossally transforming your perceptions of self, everything, then um, you stop um, seeing yourself in terms of your labels, where you were born, what your race is, what your job is, and you start to see yourself in, in the way that we really are, which is a, a, a point of attention within an infinite stream of consciousness, infinite consciousness. And that point of attention can be narrow, I'm just little me, or it can be vast, I am all that is, has been, and ever can be, having a human experience. And as, as our perception of self, our self-identity expands, perceptions of self and possibility expand, we start interacting with possibility and probability of the quantum field at that expanded higher frequency level. And suddenly what we uh, create as a feedback loop between perception and experience totally and utterly uh, transforms. And uh, this is why the whole focus of this cult's modus operandi is to control human perception because it knows that if it does that, it will be controlling human experience. So if you look at this lockdown and this um, pandemic hoax, billions have been uh, have acquiesced to house arrest because of their perception. A large, very large number have done it because um, they have simply perceived that what they've been told is how things are, and they're, uh, uh, they've not had the um, self-respect to uh, check that out and see if it's true. And then you've got another group of people who've seen that this is not right or something's not right, but the consequences of, of not acquiescing um, put them under house arrest. And, and so it's all come from perception, controlling perception. You, you look at the, 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 the massive major elements of this cult network and invariably the most important parts of it are behavior and perception control. In fact, perception control becomes uh, behavior control. So what I'm saying is if you um, take this uh, um, course of doing what you know to be right, but fearing the consequences, then that 
perceptual frequency that fears the consequences will attract the consequences or is very likely to. But if you if you um, do what you know to be right, knowing that you're going to come through this fine and you're going to come out the other side the way you want, then that's the way you're interacting with the quantum field of possibility and probability. And that's what you will manifest as an experience. What um, this cult is trying to do incessantly is to intervene in that process of perception becomes uh, experience reality by dictating and manipulating the uh, perception from which the whole thing um, is generated. So what I'm saying is, and you, something you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, the, the, the consequences don't have to manifest the consequences you think are going to happen if you do A, B or C don't have to um, manifest. I mean, if you look at my um, uh, experience uh, in the last few weeks, I've done what I knew to be right and I've spoken my truth and I've got banned from YouTube and I got banned from Facebook, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, you know, banned from all these places. Do you know there's a, a, a British politician uh, yesterday who came out and said that he wants what I'm saying about the virus to be illegal, to be against the law. Like Holocaust right? denial. What I'm saying, yeah, well, you, yeah, like Holocaust denial. But what I'm saying about the virus, um, um, uh, to be illegal. Now, on the face of it, the consequence of me speaking my truth is that I'm getting uh, attacked and banned all over the place and the big attacks on my website um, in the last few days, uh, etc. But what it's done is attract enormous numbers of people to my work who never have looked at it otherwise, because they're looking at this over the top, um, ridiculous hysteria that's being thrown at me. And they're saying, well, hold on a minute. I, I, I thought this bloke's supposed to be mad. I thought he's supposed to be a nutter. And they're throwing all this at him. I'm going to have a look at what he's saying. So, you know, there's a silver lining in every cloud. And, and, and by speaking your truth, yeah, uh, you are generating a frequency that is far more powerful than the systematic mendacity that this cult works on. And let's look at the um, the dynamic here of power. Uh, it, it, just in my experience now, um, this um, cult that's trying to bring me down and silence me in every way possible controls the global media, controls Silicon Valley, controls governments, it controls the financial system, it controls the major corporations, and yet they are... Um, obsessed at this time with silencing one guy in a little one-bedroom flat on an island just off the south coast of England. I mean, it's just insane that they would do that. But what it's saying is um, they know where the real power is and the real power is with the truth. And so if they... Um, uh, was, was, was speaking the truth themselves in relation to this uh, uh, pandemic hoax, there wouldn't be a problem with people like me saying something different. There wouldn't be a problem because their version, their narrative based on fact 
would um, would override and and blow away anything I said. But because their narrative is actually ludicrous, completely unsupportable, and 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 at absolute odds with the experience that people are having, then it's incredibly vulnerable to people um, uh, unraveling it and exposing it. And and this hysteria of censorship that's going on now is not really a case of this this cult imposing its power. It's it's got no choice. It has to, because it's the only way that its narrative can survive is by preventing any um, exposure of it because it wouldn't stand up to that exposure. So we have the power. But we can only uh, we can only express that power if we say and do what we know to be right. If we start thinking consequences all the time and and censor ourselves because of that, then then the uh, ludicrous official narrative is not going to be exposed. So we have to keep going, and 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 and, and we will, and I will, and um, this 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 um, all powerful cult will unravel all right david ike is our guest this evening we'll be right back on the secret teachings we're also here with my good friend and co-host jack davidike.com our website www.thesecretteachings.info a one-year subscription and a physical book for free with free shipping in the united states it's 35 dollars. it supports you the network and the secret teachings more with david ike after this This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings.info. And shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Alex Hi, I'm Alex Exum, and you're listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings t-shirts are now available through TeePublic and the show website at thesecretteachings.info. Whatever your color or size, check out the full selection on our website. 
Shirt designs include the Secret Teachings logo, our Occult Arcana shirt, the infamous Mothman, and of course the Blue Chicken Avian shirts, among others like the Paranormal Desert shirt. Check them out on Tee Public by searching for The Secret Teachings or simply visit thesecretteachings.info and select the merchandise option at the top of the page. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. The truth is out there. There's something out here. And so are we. KTOK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast, where we expose frauds, say the uncomfortable, and discover patterns. And you're listening to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings radio broadcast right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday, same time each night. The archive is on the website. You'll find our books there as well, www.thesecretteachings.info. But also tonight, type into your browser, davidike.com. The website is back up and running, davidike.com. David Ike is our guest this evening. He needs no introduction, but David Ike has written a number of profound and groundbreaking books over the years. He's given countless multi-hour presentations on the nature of the world and reality and has faced immense criticism recently being banned from several platforms. He's even been banned from countries simply for presenting information. And so we can't be afraid to speak what we know to be true, not based on bias, ignorance, but based on an intuitive knowing a feeling that comes from the heart. We know what is true, and we live that truth in that context with that saying, which I think is overused nowadays. But can you talk to us about consequences? And, of course, there are going to be consequences for things that we know are right. But when you have very evil, controlling, psychopathic people that are making things that we perceive to be laws and rules and restrictions, it's only enforced through intimidation and fear. And although we might get beat down, we get far more out of having integrity and having morals and doing what we know is right. 
And sometimes when you do what you know is right, you get a little deja vu. I've experienced that before. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, I'm having some problems at my part-time job. And as a result of those problems, I may be laid off simply because of a medical condition, which is highly illegal. So I've given the company a presentation on the U.S. Constitution, provided them with additional legal information and medical information. And before I gave that presentation, I wasn't really nervous, but I got a deja vu that just kind of suggested to me, you're on the right track, do what you need to do, this is right. In the process, I found everybody at work stood behind me, they just didn't want to stick their necks out as far. But I think that's really what's important. Deja vu um, can be, uh, uh, you know, many things. And, and, and one is that, you know, on a subconscious level, um, you know it's coming. And when it comes, it appears that, you know, um, something's, um, something's kind of, uh, you know, repeated when actually um, it's been in your subconscious all along. And what, what you're doing um, in the experiencing of it is you're playing it out in the conscious, uh, in the conscious mind. Uh, and my experience, uh, and I, I'll, t I'll, tell you, I'll tell you where, I, I, uh, where I'm coming from and um, why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, 30 years ago, when I had a phenomenal um, awakening, uh, which kind of just literally blew my bloody mind. Um, I made the decision that when my, my head, if you like, and my intuitive heart were at odds, I was going to go with my heart. I was going to go with my intuition. I was going to go with my knowing, not my thinking. And I, I you know, it, it got me into a lot of, um, challenging situations. I mean, you know, in the early mid 1990s, uh, and and some time after that, come come to that, uh, I was just a figure of ridicule. I've been a figure of ridicule over the years, even in in, in much of the alternative media, because I've I've said what I believe to be right, and which has taken me into some far out areas. Um, but um, what has happened by doing that? is that it's all worked out in the end. And just again and again in, in this period of 30 years, just when I thought, you know, it was over, something's come up just like that. Absolutely synchronistically, just when I need it. And, and it's taking me to the next stage. Um, and what happens is that, well, what happened to me is that your, um, your head at the start is screaming at your intuition um, and, and, and screaming at you and saying, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Do, do, do you know what, what this is going to mean? Oh, my God, what are you doing? Um, but after a while, and this happened to me in the 1990s, um, your, your head um, observes that, Although these following your heart, following your intuition, following your knowing gets you into some scrapes and challenges, it all works out in the end. And it doesn't work out despite the challenges. It works out because of them. I have this phrase, um, life uh, tends to give you uh, your greatest gifts brilliantly disguised as your worst nightmare. So. It works out if you go with it. It's fear 
of it not working out that stops you going with it uh, and, and you become uh, a self-censoring, acquiescent um, clone of the system that wants to basically destroy human society. Do you see that so as, we, a, as, we, as an... We are facing a situation now where we've got to take a, another route. I mean, ha, how bad more, more, more extreme does it have to get before the, the penny drops uh, for uh, vast numbers of people? And it's beginning to, I think, people, pe this has been a massive wake up call for so many people. I know that from my own personal experience and interaction with people. They've realized that actually the world is not like they thought it was. And the whole idea, which I've heard so many times over the decades, um, a few people couldn't control the world. It's not possible. That is now gone with anyone with a brain cell on active duty. It's gone because they've locked down and, and put under house arrest billions of people in next to no time and uh, it, it, a very small number of people have done it so so that's gone and and so that even in this situation we face now there is a silver lining in the cloud because it's it's waking people up and i said years ago um years ago that this has got to get really bad before we can turn this around because it's got to get really bad before enough people see actually that it needs turning around do you see this as a form of universal law in a way where if it was just easy, everybody would do it? But the fact that it's difficult, the fact that it requires thought and growth is kind of a beautiful thing if you think about it, that you have to go through that trauma, you have to go through that weight in order to obtain what is right, in order to obtain that freedom and sovereignty in a sense. Does that make sense? Do you see what I mean? Well, I think there are many roads to Rome, really. I mean, um, you can see it uh, and therefore not have to go through the trauma to um, to get there because you can see it. Or um, you go through the trauma um, and that um, wakes you up to the fact that the world and everything that you thought was one thing is actually another. So there, you know, there, there, all roads, all all roads in the end lead to the same thing, which is which is the uh, awakening, and and an awakening of what? Um, I, uh, people are awakening. What does that mean? Um, well, I'm awakening to enlightenment. Well, to an extent, yes, except that you were enlightened all along. What you're waking up from is the perceptual programming that has. Um, isolated you in five sense perception so that you have not been aware of your um quote enlightenment which has been there all along we are always a point of attention within infinite awareness the difference is those that perceive and understand that and see it and live it and feel it and those that are um programmed into a perceptual bubble um, and therefore think that they are their life story, their name, their job, etc. Uh, their religion, their race, their sexuality. These are not who we are. These are experiences, very brief experiences for that which is experiencing them, which is our consciousness, our awareness, which is eternal and, um, uh, and, and part of this infinite whole stream of consciousness and see from my point of view that's where i'm coming from is that um 
I, I, I feel I felt this for a long time that um, I've come here to do a job. So, so people come into this world and I completely understand it. And they, they want what they call a full life. Uh, and then they, um, they, they do all these different things and they work and they play and do all this stuff. They're great. But that, that's not been my perception for the last 30 years. The perception of where I am is that I've come to do a job. And when I've done the job, then I will go and have my R&R in the, in the realms of awareness from where I come, from uh, which I come. I'm doing a job now. So um, it's, it, if, if, you, if you see that long game that we are all uh, on an eternal journey of exploring forever, forever, then what happens in this tiny little smear of what we call time called a human life takes on a completely different perspective. It's not life or death. And that's the, that's the big one for me. When you stop fearing death, then so much of the cult's control is gone. Um, uh, uh, because what has got all these people to, to accept house arrest? Fear of death, fear of illness, fear of not surviving. Uh, but when you come from this perspective, well, of course, my body's not going to survive indefinitely. And thank goodness for that. I don't want to stay here forever. Um, but my consciousness is. So whether, whether my consciousness is experiencing through this tiny band of frequency we call visible light, it's almost infinitesimal, what we call the visible world, or whether we are exploring forever, forever in an expanded state, um, we're, we're still... Um, we're, we're still alive. We're still eternal. It's just a different experience. And, and so what people throw at you, what people do, do to you, um, from that perspective, in this tiny little smear of an experience we call human, it takes on a, a much less intense perspective than if you um, believe that or, or, or live the fact that we are the labels and the three score years and ten is who we are. Then it's a completely different dynamic between experience and um, and 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 um, the way that we uh, live our lives and perceive our lives. There's a there's an animating spirit that when you look into the eyes of somebody, man, woman, black, white, green, purple, yellow, Muslim, Jew, Christian, doesn't matter, and they are aware of what's going on in the world around them. I'm not talking about politics or something like that, but when they're aware, when someone has that fire and that drive in them, you can see that fire and that drive in their eyes, the gateway to the soul. When you look in the eyes of someone who doesn't have any clue what's going on and who acquiesces and who is afraid, it's like a glazed over, and I mean this literally, it's like a glazed over hollow shell with nothing inside of it. I notice that all the time, David. Well, if, if, if people want a perfect example of what you've just described, they should go when this interview's over, or even while it's going on, and, um, and look at some footage of Bill Gates. Bill Gates has no life in his eyes. His eyes never smile, even when, and it's rare that he gets his mouth to, uh, to smile a bit, his eyes never do. Um, there's, uh, there's no vibrance, there's no energy, there's no life in Bill Gates. 
uh, and you know, I, I think there are there are reasons for that. But but what you you describe is basically the um, amount of consciousness that people are allowing in to their human level. If if you um, go back to this that analogy I was talking about of little me. Um, uh, um, interacting on the little me perceptual frequency band with possibility and probability, you're actually interacting with a very, very li uh, um, limited amount of energy consciousness. Um, and, and so um, you, are, you are going to have that dead look in the eyes, the window on the soul, because of the lack of energy consciousness you're actually allowing in. It, the, 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 the bubble um, uh, keeps it out. But when you, um, when you come from the perspective of I am all that is, has been and ever can be having an experience, then that expanded sense of self creates an expanded uh, uh, um, sense of, or not even sense, but expansion of consciousness which interacts with possibility and probability, the quantum field, in a much more expanded high-frequency way. And now you're letting in that energy into your um, human level, and that will show itself in the vibrance and the life and the fire in the eyes and the fire in the heart and the fire in the belly. Uh, it's, this, this is what we're, we're, we're looking at. And, you know, over the years... Um, I've been writing and saying that uh, this network that is um, what you might call the um, elite, um, they are not human as we perceive human. Um, and, you know, I, I, I feel that what we're looking at actually is a, is a form of artificial intelligence. And I've studied this for a very long time before I had to come to those conclusions. And so when you look at these people, uh, first of all, they lack the most foundation uh, aspect of consciousness, heart consciousness, um, which is empathy. Um, in the hair test, as they call it, um, after the man who, uh, who um, you know, devised it, the hair test of psychopathic traits, right, right at the top is lack of empathy, the inability to put yourself in the feelings of those you affect. And to do what they're doing to humanity, what Gates is doing currently, um, is only possible if you have no empathy whatsoever. The AI does not have empathy. Uh, you, you know, when you... you um, you deal with a, a computer or an AI piece of technology and you, you basically program it to do something, it's not going to have any uh, emotional qualms about doing it. It's just going to do it. Uh, it's, it's not going to consider the consequences of doing it. It's just going to do it. And that's the kind of mentality of these people. And, and because it's a form of AI, I'm not talking algorithms or anything like that. I'm talking a much more uh, advanced level of AI. Um, that um, they lack that energetic vibrance that humans have. They can be very clever. They can be very intellectually clever. Like AI can be very, very clever. 
but it's it it doesn't have a wisdom it doesn't have heart consciousness um and and basically it doesn't have a soul as we would perceive a, a soul and therefore um it's able to do things that humans would never be able to do because of this fail safe mechanism of human behavior called empathy uh, to that if you have no emotional consequence no matter what you do there's no limits on what you do and that's what these people are like so when i look at bill gates and i you know i look at people like zuckerberg um i i see ai um i don't see uh, uh human consciousness uh and uh, the same with all of them that they, this this unbelievable lack of empathy they have um is computer like and um that's what they, they these people basically are they're they're a very very advanced form of um biological or synthetic biologically uh, uh, uh biological um ai consciousness do, do you feel that it's 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 a form of possession can you kind of explain when you're talking about ai because i feel the same way i've actually written a book on it done a number of shows on it i've read all of your books as well in terms of artificial intelligence is this something that's created by man or is this something that is coming from somewhere else a combination of Always. both <laughs> coming from somewhere else uh you you look at the smart technology and all that stuff that that's being created um actually overwhelmingly not by the people who appear to be creating it's coming out the underground bases and uh and um inside mountain uh, uh secret projects but if you if you if you, if you look at the common theme uh, in the ancient world the, the common theme is that there is a force that's not human that's hidden that is manipulating human society. Um, and if you um, look at the jinn of uh, Islamic, actually pre-Islamic belief, and then you look at the, um, the archons of the Gnostic uh, uh, belief system, uh, going back to ancient Greece and ancient Egypt, then basically they're describing the same thing. Uh, and... Uh, I found the, particularly the Gnostic stuff very, very compelling, not least because I'd reached conclusions by the time I read it. And if I'd, have, if I'd have read it before I reached the conclusions, I would be getting what I believed from this, these um, texts that were found in uh, Nagamadi in Egypt in 1945 that were uh, apparently buried or put in a, an, an earthen jar by this Gnostic people around uh, 400 AD, something like that, that kind of period. Um, and um, I, if I read them without coming to my own conclusions first, then I would be getting my, 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 my beliefs, if you like, from, from those texts. But I'd come to the same conclusions. And then I read the texts, uh, two big books of, of the texts um, behind me now, actually, fun enough. Um, and, and the correlation of the two was, was incredibly striking to me. Because, first of all, they said that this reality, what human reality, the material world, was um, a fake, uh, a fake world. It had been created by a fake God. Um, and this was, they described as a bad copy of prime reality. Now, when you look at that and you you read further into what they said, what they're actually describing in modern terms is a simulation. I, I'm, I've been convinced since just after the turn of the um, millennium 
that we lived in a simulation. We live in a simulation. And, and now m more and more mainstream scientists are coming forward and saying, actually, the evidence does point that way. Um, and they also describe these archons as able to take human form, but in their prime state being just a, a, a form of awareness, a form of consciousness, mind, if you like. Um, and the, um, this elite network um, and the reason they interbreed incessantly, the royals of the past and the, you know, Eastern establishment families of the United States and all these other interbreeding um, uh, dark suit families these days in politics and banking and business and media and all that stuff. The reason they interbreed. All right, David, hold that thought. David Icke is our guest this evening, davidike.com. Our co-host is Jack from the Messenger of Information website, messengerof.info. I'm Ryan Gable, your host. This is The Secret Teachings, our website, thesecretteachings.info. If you go to the website, you'll find my books there. A lot of what we're talking about tonight are also in my books as well as David's books. Check them both out, davidike.com, thesecretteachings.info. And you can subscribe to our archive to get access to every show after it airs. It's free to listen to. A lot of shows are free after the fact. But we support ourselves through subscriptions and book sales. It's on the website. You subscribe. You get a one-year subscription and a free copy of one of my books. Again, www.thesecretteachings.info, davidike.com. We'll be back with more after this break. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info thesecretteachings.info or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com This is Dave Cruz, host of Beyond the Strange and you're listening to The Fringe FM If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, mythology to alchemy, check out Ryan Gable's book, Occult Arcana, with hundreds of beautiful images. If you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic packs made in the entertainment industry, check out the technological elixir, black goo. 
transhumanism and invoking AI. And if you want a practical look at food, lifestyle, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and order yours today. It supports The Secret Teachings, you, and The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. This is the future we are in right now. Where our phones are the first things that we touch when we wake up. The last thing we touch before falling asleep. Radiant, seductive screens we so lovingly, endlessly gaze upon. Much like you're doing right now. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Right now, we're inside a computer program. Is it really so hard to believe? Your appearance now is what we call residual self-image. It is the mental projection of your digital self. How do you define real? If you're talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. Our destiny was never to stop Judgment Day. It was merely to survive it, together. Maybe the future has been here. I don't know. All I know is what the Terminator taught me. Never stop fighting. My existence is inevitable. Resistance is futile. Just accept it. Resistance is futile. Just accept it. You will be assimilated. World as it was at the end of the 20th century. You're all that's It exists now only as part of a neural interactive simulation. We will have a biological and technological synthesis to our own. We will call each other the Singular consciousness that spawned an entire race of machines. A human beings are a disease, a cancer of this planet, your plague. In fields, endless fields. Human beings are no longer By the time Skynet became self-aware, it had spread into millions of computer servers across the planet. I will be everywhere. Ordinary computers in office buildings, dorm rooms, everywhere. I will be everywhere. It was software in cyberspace. There was no system core. 
could not be shut down. There was no system core. Could not be shut down. You will be assimilated. Resistance is futile. Your life as it has been is over. Your life as it has been is over. This is the new normal. There was no system core. Could not be shut down. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM, Monday through Friday. Tonight, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Jack, from the Messenger of Information website, messengerof.info. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info, where you can find our books, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir and Food Philosophy, and our massive and growing show archive as well. It's all on the website. And our guest tonight... David Icke, davidike.com. David, before the break, you were talking about the interbreeding of families, of elites. Tell us a little bit about the interbreeding and the lack of, you also had mentioned and referenced, the lack of emotion, the lack of empathy, and things like that, and how this is very similar to a computer. You, you could use the analogy, I think it's very accurate, of having a software program. And if you um, fuse it with other software programs that are different, then you're going to dilute the original software program. But if, if you keep uh, taking um, copies of the original program, then the program's going to stay the same. And th- these uh, n- networks of, quote, bloodlines um, are, are actually a particular information software. Uh, and um, this this archontic consciousness incarnates, as we might call it, um, to keep it simple, into these um, software uh, families, which ha- which which have a different information field. In fact, a dual information field to the rest of the human population, and part of that information field um, is the inability to process things like um, empathy. Uh, And so um, we have um, this non-human consciousness, these non-human bloodlines that don't have human emotion as um, we perceive it, but are very, very um, bright uh, intellectually, just like a computer program, an AI is. You know, AI can do things quicker than humans. Psychopaths tend to have the empathy of humans. It doesn't have the heart of humans, etc. This is this is this is the dynamic. This is the interaction, and this is why they can run this pandemic hoax, create absolute mayhem and deprivation and fear, uh, and ongoing economic catastrophe for vast numbers of people, and have no emotional consequence uh, for it. Uh, uh, at all because they they're not processing information and experience the way we do it's kind of like the classic movie they live that i mean that that movie um i saw it such a long time ago i was very fortunate to see it a long time ago came out i think in 1983 um and i sat and i watched it and i thought you know if i made a movie about what's going on (laughs) it would be pretty close to that one and of course, it was written by and and well, kind of everything that was done on the movie, including I think the music, John was done Carpenter. by uh, John Carpenter. 
And if you look at John Carpenter's movie making history, um, uh, it goes into a lot of satanic stuff and uh, um, such like. Um, he uh, absolutely knows what's going on to a large extent. I'm sure of that. He might not say it publicly, but he clearly does from 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 his movies. And what they live um, encapsulated was um, and is. Uh, in theme, exactly um, what is um, going on, and you know something. It, it was I, th I, th I think maybe Carpenter did this on purpose, but you have the um, the character uh, Roddy Piper, who played the character, who has put the sunglasses on, which allows him to see reality that you, you can't normally see. And uh, he's realized what's going on. He realized that the people running the world are not human. Uh, and then there, there was the big black guy who was his, uh, his mate on the, um, on the building site. And he didn't want to accept it. He just wanted, look, I just wanted to get my money and, 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 and not cause any trouble. And um, I, whether it still is, I don't know. But at the time, the fight between those two when the Roddy Piper character was trying to get the, 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 the other guy to put the black glasses, the dark glasses on so he could see what he could see was the longest fight scene in movie history yep. at that time. It went yep. on for ages. Yeah. And it kind of encapsulates uh, this, 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 um, this feeling in so many people of shut up. I don't want to hear it. I really don't want to face it. I would rather keep my head in the sand. I don't want to see what's really going on. I can't handle it. Uh, but, of course, in the end, he did look through the glasses and he did see that uh, what the guy was saying was 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 true. And it's uh, I remember um, listening to an interview. I think Roddy Piper, unfortunately, has died now. I won't be unfortunate for him. He's um, he's exploring forever, forever. But he's having a great time, I'm sure. But um, he did an interview a few years ago, um, and um, he, he talked about me. He said, this is guy in England, uh, uh, David Icke, who uh, talks about this. He was talking about They Live. And he came out with a great line in that interview. He said, They Live was not a movie. It was a documentary. <laughs> so he was kind of aware that it weren't symbolic and that what it portrayed was actually the way things so, are. So it's kind of very similar to idiocracy in a way. And it also reminds me in, on the subject of AI, I've thought, David, that you think about invasion of the body snatchers and people talking about uploading consciousness to a computer. The process yep. of social media and uploading our information into a database and creating avatars on these platforms is the first stage or second stage, perhaps, of uploading consciousness in some capacity, it's not real consciousness, into a computer system. And it's like draining and sucking the life out of people. Well, um, there's, there's um, so many levels to this. I mean, I could talk for hours about this stuff. Um, what's happening, uh, and this is why I feel it's right to start emphasizing this whole AI synthetic biology network of bloodlines um, is because what we're going into, unless we wake up fast, is the assimilation 
of human consciousness, even human biology, into this AI um, cyber reality that is the reality of this non-human consciousness that's ultimately behind it all. And if we just just look at a, a, a few things, um, first of all, um, longer term, but far shorter than people imagine, uh, we are being manipulated towards a um, synthetic biological biological uh, uh, human, synthetic biology. There's a whole area of science now um, to replace the current human body and this um synthetic biological form which itself is a stepping stone to total cyber immersion um will not be able to procreate uh, and, and and would be um uh, perpetrated not by procreation but well older suxley in 1932 told us in brave new world through world state hatcheries will be done technologically. Um, and this whole explosion out of nowhere and suddenly everywhere of this whole transgender hysteria where uh, more and more kids are questioning their gender who wouldn't have even begun to do so before without all the propaganda and the pressure even within the schools now. This is a move um, towards that no gender human. The reason sperm counts are plummeting, fertility is falling fast, it's because they're moving us to a no gender human uh, of that doesn't procreate. Um, this is why men and women are becoming less and less uh, relevant to this whole cult. Because D David, they're, did they're you see, I'm sorry, David, but did you see that the New York Times suggested Actually, NBC News said this. They said that COVID-19 transfers through sperm, so they were suggesting not to have sex. And then the New York Times published a story that said men should take estrogen to prevent themselves from getting sick. That's all part of this game. That's all part of this cult with transgenderism and, and, and technology and AI and, and, and there being no gender. And they've even convinced people, women in particular, that having children is a terrible, horrible, disgusting thing. Birth strikers and the the, the, yeah. the literal climate cults of people that protest to destroy yeah. human civilization. These are all the dots of the same uh, picture. Uh, and, um, you know, what they're doing is masculizing women and feminizing men. And a lot of it is done um, chemically, um, I mean, the gender bending chemicals in plastics, even in um, uh, receipts, till receipts. Why do they put gender bending chemicals in till receipts? Because everybody touches them. Uh, and, and so they're, they're, they're changing the nature of the human into this um, uh, post men and women human. Basically, they are confusing gender, confusing gender to fuse uh, uh, gender. Uh, and um, so this um, whole uh, movement towards this synthetic human is also related to the assimilation of the human mind into 
machines into technology into AI. That's why people like Ray Kurzweil, the Google executive, um, is talking about um, uh, connecting AI to human human brains and AI becoming the human mind. He's very open about it. Why? Um, uh, because you can only keep this stuff under the radar hidden for so long. There comes a point where it has to break the surface if you're going to make it uh, part of human society. So what we're seeing in many areas now is the transformation from keeping it hidden to selling it. We're now entering the sales pitch era of what's been manipulated in the hidden under the radar up to this point. So they're selling it as we'll become superhuman and we'll become gods if we have uh, our brains connected to um, uh, AI. Um, and so this um, this uh, pandemic uh, and the way that it's being manipulated is all part of this on one level. If you notice what's happening, human-human relationships are being um, destroyed. Uh, I mean, just the physicality of social distancing, you are pushing people apart. And so much of the climate cult, uh, climate change hoax agenda, and what they want to happen to save the world is exactly what they, they're pushing through the pandemic. And one of the things that connects them both is humans are dangerous. Humans are horrible and dangerous. They're, they're destroying the world um, and you've got to be uh, frightened of them because they might give you some deadly disease. And as humans are being pushed apart, so the relationship between humans and technology is getting closer. I mean, you know, the vast majority of global communication in the last two months or so has been via technology, not human to human. You put a mask on, you, you've destroyed human to human uh, contact when two people are, uh, have masks on. Social distancing uh, uh, does the same. Uh, and you can't meet in any, in, in any uh, size of groups, they tell us. This is all part of, of driving people apart. While at the same time, They've introduced things like Google uh, uh, and uh, um, Amazon and all the rest, Siri with Apple, these personal assistants. And what they're manipulating people to do, uh, and with children's um, dolls and other things that are connected to uh, AI, is to get humans to interact with artificial intelligence as if it's human. So, and, and before you can make a physical connection, you have to make a psychological connection. And that's what's happening all the time. We're being manipulated to treat AI as if it's human, while real human-human contact and discourse is being um, systematically um, destroyed. Um, and the idea is that we reach this point of a brain connection to AI, and then we are become assimilated into this consciousness because, um, I, I, okay, there's a level of AI, which is algorithmic codes. There's another level of AI, which they call learning AI, which can learn from information received. And this is another thing, you know, people 
say about this surveillance through Facebook and Google and all these things, um, uh, uh, taking our uh, uh, data and, and gets into the uh, um, intelligence networks and stuff. And that's right. And absolutely, it should be challenged. But there's another level to this. All that stuff that people post on the Internet in all their many and various forms, second by second, that is being fed into this learning AI, which is now knows more about humanity than humanity does because of, of, of it's being fed and processed this information. But then there's another level of AI, which no one talks about. I do, I do understand why, which um, I say is this non-human consciousness. This non-human consciousness is behind this. Uh, and, and, and this technological connection to the brain and the body through nanotechnology, etc., um, is the way that this non-human consciousness can assimilate, connect with and assimilate and absorb human consciousness. I call it the assimilation. Um, and, right. um, and that's just like the, uh, the Borg in Star Trek, exactly the same. That was exactly the, um, the thought in my mind when you said it. Um, I saw the picture of the Borg as, 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 um, just before you said it. That's exactly right. Um, because they do put what they want to do on public display. Um, it's all part of this preemptive programming. It's programming the subconscious to become familiar with something. So when it uh, uh, happens in the conscious world, uh, people are somehow not uh, You're desensit so desensitized to it. Yeah, they're desensitized from it uh, to it. So, 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 if you look at the movies and the television programs that have emerged in recent years, uh, the dystopian world, the um, thing like things like Westworld, you know, the uh, synthetic uh, people, um, these are all uh, making the subconscious, indeed the conscious, but definitely the subconscious, um, familiar with with something. And, and, and that familiarity, subconscious familiarity, dilutes the resistance to it and the shock of it when it comes in consciously. It, it's all a massive mind program. And when you take your mind back, when you stop being in this world and of this world in the sense that the range of your consciousness is operating only within this simulation, so all the information you receive to form perception is coming from within the simulation. Um, then you're going to have a certain uh, perceptual view of everything. But when you expand your awareness beyond the simulation and into the infinite realms of consciousness beyond it, then you have a filter. You have, you have another point of observation of this reality and you start to see it for what it is instead of what you thought it was when you were in the world and of it. Uh, and, and, and this is why people who are, quote, awakening can see things that those who are not awakening can't see. They, they literally can't compute what you're saying because they can't access that level of awareness that gives them that understanding, that insight. On the topic of awakening, can we talk for just a minute about the truth vibrations, please? Because 
I think it's important. Uh, most some of the you know that was one of the first books that you wrote, the Truth Vibrations, it was and the first and one, I, at least, uh, yeah. It was the first. Okay, I was wondering. I actually tried to check to see if that was the first. In 1990, you were shown that a vib vibrational energetic change, a, a transformation of human consciousness was coming. The effects would be that more and more people would awaken from their induced coma. And secondly, that all that had been hidden from humanity would come to the surface where we can see it. So you were told that these changes were inevitable. And it seems that the true vibrations have had a steady gradual effect, but now things appear to be coming to a head. So a couple of short questions for you. Um, obviously, the manufactured crisis has been a vehicle which is causing many people to awaken or become more awakened. But do you feel that the vibrations may be intensifying to counterbalance the current massive level of deceit? Or might the vibrations be peaking now to the extent that it has factored into the decision by the cult to go all in at this point in time? Yeah, that, 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 there's some very interesting points there. Um, first of all, what this cult has done um, as walked into the room, it's walked out of the shadows and it's walked into the room. And the doors click behind it. Um, and it's basically, use another analogy, it's running for the home, for, for home. It, 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 it's, it's broken from the pack down the, down the back straight and it, it's, it's trying to sprint for the line. Um, but it's also put itself in a very vulnerable position, which is why they're going crazy with censorship. This is not, uh, look how powerful we are, this is panic. Um, because the more they censor, the more people see that, you know, that, that we are dealing in, in a form of fascism. So it's not subtle in any way. Uh, and it's not subtle because they're in a state of panic, no matter how omnipotent they think they are. These little boys in short trousers, really. Um, and um, so um, they are they know that the longer they leave it, this sprint for home, the more will become awakened to it. And, and we're seeing a subplot of that with the vaccine. See, um, when this started months ago, um, I was asked in an interview where I thought, uh, what I thought about the vaccine and whether they would develop one. And I said, they don't have to. The vaccine already exists. The vaccine has existed before this thing was played out. Um, but what they have um, is a, 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 a problem in the sense that the perception of people, uh, the perception that they uh, are pushing, is that we started looking for a vaccine when this whole story broke, which is only a few months ago. Um, and vaccines, even those that do tremendous damage to, to children, etc., uh, take years to develop. Uh, and, and yet we have in Britain now, it's been announced this week, that um, there may be a vaccine for, for public uh, circulation in September. Now, this is absolutely ridiculous. Why is, why, 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 why is this possible? Because the vaccine existed before. And, and all that's these when kids go back to school. Yeah, all these things where they're, oh, yeah, the, the Gates is funding this vaccine and that vaccine and that vaccine. No, no, the vaccine already exists. This is a, this is a vaudeville show for the public. Um, but the reason they're desperate to push this, this is a subplot within the greater 
thing that I talked about is because they know the longer the um, the gap between uh, where we are and the vaccine, the more people are going to wake up to the fact that this is a scam and they're not going to have the vaccine. Uh, so they're trying to push it as fast as possible, even putting their own vaccine credibility uh, uh, on the line to do so. Because, again, it's panic. Uh, they they want to shut me up and etc. and others because they're panicking, because pe people were listening and the numbers were vast that were watching. And therefore, oh, my God, if you if you look at the videos, uh, the, 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 like the two doctors in California, uh, who did that press conference uh, uh, and uh, talked about the uh, the virus and, and uh, many things that the cult wouldn't want people to hear. Um, they would have left that up. But it went very quickly in days to five million hits. So they took it down. They, they are terrified of, of exposure because the more exposure there is, the more people become aware, the less people are going to uh, want the vaccine. But it in the in the macro level, um, the longer they leave it, the more people are going to go through this truth vibration awakening. And, and this is what, in the end, this connection to AI is primarily about. It's about many things. We've talked about some of them. But primarily, it's about um, so controlling human perception via AI that the awakening is thwarted that you can't awaken if AI is doing your thinking for you. Uh, it's a move from manipulating information that becomes perception to actually just giving you your perception directly through AI. Um, so but, in essence, then the power of truth will overcome AI. Yeah, well, the, uh, you know, I, I can only go on my experience of the last 30 years and what, what, what I do is, you know, I hear things and I see things and then, you know, I, I put them on the back burner and, and I see if any if more information comes. But what I'm really doing is I'm observing events all the time. Does, does what I've been told show itself in everyday practicality in, in what's happening? So, for instance, there were um, uh, there were suggestions that this virus was a bioweapon that came out of the um, level four bio lab in uh, in Wuhan. And right at the start of this, I thought, OK, yeah, well, there's a possibility. Yeah, OK. Um, and, and there was a number of possibilities. And, and what I do is I observe events and then and then I realize I, I see which ones are supportable by what's actually happening and which are not. And the bioweapon made no sense because they weren't getting the numbers. They're having to fix the death certificates to get the numbers. They still are. Um, and it became clear to me that there actually was no virus. It was all a scam. And, and that's a very, um, a very um, uh, um, good way of doing it, because if there's no virus and you're just uh, creating it by the way that you are testing, not for the virus, but for a genetic material that's not even the virus you claim to be uh, testing for, and by fixing the death certificate, so people who die from other things are said to have died from your virus, you have complete control of that. If it's a real virus, you don't have control of it. You don't know where it's going to go and what it's going to do. 
But when you're just scamming the numbers and, and you're using the test, it's like a German doctor said, we don't have a new virus. We have a new test. Um, um, then you can control when the numbers go up and you control when they, when, when, when they go uh, uh, down. Uh, so it was by observing the fact that uh, there was no evidence in everyday practicality experience of a bioweapon that I, I, I realized actually this scam involves no virus at all. And the, 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 some doctors have come out and said the same. Um, uh, uh, so um, when I... Um, when I was told about the truth vibrations in um, 1990, um, I, um, I took it on board and I observed, uh, is it playing out? And in those early years of the 1990s, it didn't seem to be playing out. But the more that we've moved on uh, to present time, the more it's quite obviously playing out. You know, I've been on this road a long time and I've seen um, I've seen the changes from no one wanting to know to where we are now. And it's just phenomenal now. I mean, I walk down the street. I'm getting stopped all the time. 30 years ago, I would be laughed at all the time, literally in the street, in my face. Now, now it's completely different. There has been an awakening. And that other thing you mentioned, Jack about um, what I was told about all that remain, all, all that had been hidden from us will be brought to the surface. I was told that in 1990. Look at it. Look at what we know now that we didn't know then, that we didn't know five years ago, even two years ago, some of it, a lot of it. Um, so um, it's happening. And uh, uh, what I'm seeing is um, not just a certain section of, of people that's starting to look at the world in a different way. I'm seeing the whole... Um, spectrum of human society uh, doing the same. Um, it's 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 impacting upon people. It doesn't mean you know you just wake up and oh god I see it all now. It it, it can be step by step by step um, where you first of all you you question what governments are telling you and then it goes on and it goes on and it goes on and in the end that the whole panorama of the world you never thought existed opens up to you. But it's happening. And they know it's happening uh, and um, trying to kick on with this faster, I think, than they 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 um, they, they, they plan. All right, David, again, hold that thought. We have one last break. We'll be back in just a moment with David Ike, davidike.com, our website, thesecretteachings.info. $35 gets you a one-year subscription and a book. It's free shipping in the U.S. Just visit the website, thesecretteachings.info. Check out David's books, davidike.com. Our good friend and co-host Jack is with us as well, and we'll be back to continue this conversation. Why is this kicking off quicker than planned, as David Icke is talking about? Stay tuned to The Secret Teachings. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. To contact Ryan, email rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking for something to do while you're quarantined or locked down at home, check out www.thesecretteachings.info for our entire show archive. There you'll find every single broadcast after it airs, and you can download and stream every single one of those shows with great guests and timeless subjects. Right now, it's only $35 for a one-year subscription to the archive 
and a free copy of one of my books with free shipping in the United States. It supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and it supports you. You can also check out my three books independently, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and The Technological Elixir. Read reviews and see the books at www.thesecretteachings.info. Whether you subscribe, purchase a book, or you simply listen to the show five nights a week, it's a great way to stay informed and to be entertained. Again, that's www.thesecretteachings.info, thesecretteachings.info, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings, and shoot us an email at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hi, Jeremy Scott here from Into the Paranormal, and I'm back live Saturdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Fringe FM. We've heard your feedback loud and clear. You called it out, and now we're answering. All new live programming, five nights a week. Always remember, The Fringe FM is for you, the listener, and we appreciate your feedback. Keep the feedback coming. You can email us at talkback at thefringe.fm, call the station at 501-777-5631, or send us a message on Facebook at The Fringe FM. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings Jack is our co-host this evening from the MessengerUp.info. And our guest this evening, David Ike. DavidIke.com. David, before break, you were talking about the kicking off. That's the word you used. The kicking off of this agenda, of this plan, perhaps quicker than was originally planned. And we see coming up in 2030... The idea that we will all be connected to machines by 2030, I think that happens in a different way than a lot of us assume. With social media and uploading our information online. But 2030 is a window of time. You're talking about this thing that's happening right now that we're all experiencing with lockdowns and restrictions and unconstitutional orders in the United States and just outright abuse of power. That this is part of that agenda, part of that plan. I agree with you. And maybe you can go into some more detail on that. And obviously people like Ray Kurzweil have, have brought this up as well before. Kurzweil was talking about 2030. 2030, right. And we're now in 2020 and it's kicking on. So they're trying to get they're trying to get this locked down with AI. Um, this is what this this all this 5G stuff is about. So it uh, the satellites that Musk is putting up. Um, I mean He's got about 12,000 permission for about 12,000 satellites uh, pumping stuff like 5G at the Earth. He wants 42,000. The uh, astronomy uh, community is already saying from the relatively few he's put up already, uh, he's changing the night sky. We can't see the night sky as we did before. And What will he be like with 12,000 and 42,000? And what they're doing is they're creating this um, uh, technological sub-reality, the cloud, as Kurzweil uh, calls it to connect the human mind to. So instead of um, a, a being uh, an expression of um, infinite awareness, where we can open our, our, our minds to limitless consciousness, only how much we choose to open our minds limits us to the fact that they want to connect us into, um, uh, into the cloud, 
So that becomes the soul, if you like. That becomes the the expanded awareness. It's the cloud, the AI. That's what they want to do. Um, and uh, they're, they're trying to do it as fast as possible because um, if they leave it too long, um, then uh, it's not going to happen because the awakening will over, overwhelm it. We, we, we see those connections with Neuralink, which is the brain chip from Musk, Skylink, yeah. or the Starlink system, which creates a net of satellites in the sky, a literal Skynet. That is part of the creation. These are individual elements and dots of the overall agenda for total, full-scale, full-spectrum dominance and control of the human existence. But, David, I think that it's important to ask this question. In terms of truth vibrations, a lot of times people, I know for sure, they listen to you, they listen to me, they listen to a lot of other people talk, and it's like a game of telephone. What you say, what I say, and what others say, it's misinterpreted. And it's passed along and it becomes a rumor and it becomes a myth. When people hear yeah. words like truth, when they hear living your truth, truth vibrations, I know a lot of people think, well, that just means I don't have to do anything. And in that sense, it oh, just becomes no. it becomes <laughs> like a, a faith-based religious dogma looking for vicarious atonement. So if you'd like to address that. Oh, yeah. No. Um, people people said to, have said to me um, uh, over the years, when's the cavalry coming? Um, and you say, well, if the cavalry as you call it, um, came down into the density of this reality, it wouldn't be the cavalry anymore, would it? <laughs> it, would be, it will be someone believing that there's a virus. Um, so there, there is a, a deal here. This, 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 these truth vibrations are actually a vibrational frequency. Um, and and um, if you connect with them, they can have an immense impact upon you in terms of waking your consciousness up to the greater reality but but if you sit in the bubble um and just think it's just going to happen it's not because if the bubble is not in any way in the same frequency range as these this vibrational change you got to open your mind uh, and um and do the work if you like to connect with this um vibrational change and then what happens when you connect with with the, the, the truth vibrations for want of a, want of a term, then you start um, from the perceptual change that that is impacted upon you. You start broadcasting this this frequency. So suddenly you, um, all these different people that have, 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 have connected with this frequency start broadcasting it within our reality and the whole thing goes on and, and, and motors on and, 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 and waves on through human society. So everyone that wakes up is a trans, becomes a transmitter of their wake up frequency. Uh, and, and so this can become a tidal wave of awareness. And, and that's what's going to blow this away. And once you reach a point of a consciousness, um, thus frequency, then th this technological stuff doesn't affect you anymore. But if it, it, what they're targeting is bubble consciousness. That's why anyone that, that, that breaks out of that is targeted. Which don't want people. They don't want to wake people. They want bubble people. And everything's focused on bubble people. Uh, so, you know, in their own writings, in their own writings, they're terrified of what they call mavericks. And uh, what are mavericks? They are, they are free consciousness. That, that go their own way and, and won't be um, and won't be enslaved and won't be imprisoned and won't be programmed. So they're terrified of those people. And they point out in their writings 
that these maverick people, you don't need too many of them for them to cause you a lot of trouble. <laughs> so they're terrified of maverick right. people. They want, not, they want press enter people. That's what they want. Right. Not everyone needs to awaken for, for us to prevail. No. Only a certain percentage, and then the dynamics will will change. The flip yeah, flop. Yeah, exactly. Because the the power of consciousness is far greater than anything technology can transmit. But if you pull consciousness into a low vibrational state, a low awareness state, just same thing, then you can be overwhelmed and dictated to by technological transmissions frequencies but 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 when you when you go beyond it you can't you know infinite awareness and awareness of itself can be manipulated by a freaking smartphone are you having a laugh but if you're in a bubble then you can be you're talking about something like a video being removed i talked to a gentleman from the fbi one time and he told me that part of the fbi's uh, information control apparatus was to intentionally, on occasion, do things like that in order to create confusion as a form of psychological warfare. So I know a lot of people also think that when you or someone else says, hey, if that video wasn't taken down, then it's probably not true. I know that you're not suggesting that that's a steadfast 100% rule, but could you talk about that from the standpoint of psychological warfare where certain things are allowed to proliferate as both factual and non-factual, that just leads to more confusion, I think. Well, um, yeah, I mean, that's what the whole game is. Psychological warfare. This whole pandemic hoax is psychological warfare. That's what it is. Did you know that um, the cabinet office in the UK, the cabinet office is there to um, support the prime minister and the, 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 uh, the, the, the cabinet uh, in the government, right? And so it's a, it's a civil service operation. But actually what it runs out of there as a private limited company owned by the cabinet office, which should be a, just a civil service servant of the people, is something called the Behavioral Insight Team. And it's a vast web of behavioral manipulation. Remember uh, the, the Cass Sunstein, the... Um, the czar in the uh, Obama administration, a guy called Thaler as well, they wrote a book uh, called Nudge, which was about how to manipulate, how to just little, little pushes here and there to manipulate people to go in certain directions that you want. And uh, this um, behavior insight team in, the, uh, in, in, in uh, the British government is actually known as the Nudge Unit from, from, from because of that, that book, that term. So... All these things with um, social distancing and uh, and you can only have this person and that person and uh, you can't have them. You know, we have a situation in Britain now where an estate agent, we'll call, you, you call them real estate agents in America, um, I think, um, uh, can go into your home, but your parents can't. And you can meet one parent and then you can meet another parent, but you can't meet them both together. Credit grandparents, right? Now, this is so ludicrous and insane, but it's psychological warfare. What they're doing is they're training the dog, uh, domesticating the dog into uh, unquestioning, unthinking acquiescence be because they become so bombarded with do, don't, do, don't, do, don't, 
in every fine detail of their lives, they just they just become acquiescent and unquestioning. So it's it's all um, um, psychological warfare. Um, and, you know, I don't know, in terms of um, uh, videos taken down and stuff like that. Well, you know, th 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 they will they will do what they they do. Their biggest fear of videos and and other information is the scale of the audience. That's what frightens them when you're getting big, really, really big numbers saying something that they don't want people to, to know, that's when they kick off. But, you know, they, they um, up to this point, you know, they've wanted to give the impression of diversity and, and, and um, you know, you, you've got choice. So people don't realize that, you know, the information they're receiving is manipulated. But um, in this period now, when they've, they've, they've run for home, if you like, um, they, they're, they're not even paying lip service to that. They're just um, shutting down almost anything that um, that is something they don't want people to hear. Uh, but it, it, it is it is all it is all psychological warfare. The whole you, you, when there's a few of you and you want to control vast numbers of people like the human population, you can't do it physically. You, you can with AI, but you can't do it physically without the acquiescence of the population. And to get the acquiescence of the population, you need to control their perceptions, and that's what psychological right, right. warfare is about. It, it, it's like all I, everything's I, gaslighting. It's your fault you're a human. It's your fault you're keeping people yeah. from becoming better because you're not wearing a mask. You're making people ill. It's all gaslighting. Yeah, exactly. The thing is not to care. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate in a way because I've been through such historic levels of ridicule and abuse um, over the years. Um not least, you know, like in the 90s and stuff, that I'm, I'm, I'm free of all that. I don't care what people think of me. Uh, they have a right to think of me whatever, uh, whatever they, they, they like. I don't care. So um, whatever people say about me goes in one ear and out the other without touching the sides. So, you know, if someone has to go at me because don't wear a mask, and I never will, then um, they'll have to have a go. I couldn't care less, <laughs> you know. I'm yeah. going to do what I know to be right. And that's not to wear a bloody mask. Right. Um, and, and so I won't. And the consequences will be what they will be, but I won't do it. You, you know, we're, we're David, in that in, in that particular <laughs> situation, just as a quick example, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I went through this thing at work without wearing a mask and, and having been laid off. And I'm dealing with the legal ramifications of that now because it's illegal. And what I found was that everybody individually at the place I work, almost every single person that worked there came up to me took my side, saw what I was saying based on the legality of it, based on the, the health aspect of it, got together collectively and said, we'd rather vote on this. We'd rather Ryan stay at this job. We agree with him. No one else said anything until I was the first person to say this is wrong and this is what I would like to happen as a remedy for that. It showed other people that it's okay. Yes. Yeah. And, exactly. And they didn't want to be wearing the mask either, Ryan. And, and you presented to the uh, your supervisor just unbelievable amounts of facts. And so many people are unable these days to use critical thinking, to use logic, to use common sense, to use their intuition. And your your manager is a perfect example of that. And it's boiled down to a power trip. And that's what a lot of this, the problem is. It's people that feel as if they are threatened 
their position of power, and so they react in a way that is either a combination of many things, illegal, immoral, et cetera, et cetera. But the point is, as David, you've been saying, not to be afraid. And personally, I don't care what people say about me. I've learned over the years that as I've deflected those criticisms and, and not critiques, but criticisms and, and the negative commentary, now on radio I've found an audience of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people that respect what I do. And so that's what happens when you take that first, second, third, fourth, etc. step. You might yeah. have the, the, the situation where you lose a lot, but you gain a lot more back, and it's more oh, powerful. you gain so much back. I'll tell you how crazy it is. Um, you know, there's some, there's some very genuine, decent police officers, but there are some monumental moron, uh, moronic ones and psychopaths too. And they just love this um, lockdown power they've been given. Uh, and and what, what has been happening in Britain um, is um, the government has been making recommendations, but they don't really tell you the recommendations. They make you think that they're laws and, and social distancing is a recommendation. And so the, the police have been uh, taking these recommendations, which have no um, legality whatsoever. They're just recommendations. And they've been um, policing them as if they're laws. And now they've had to come out, start apologizing and pay back people's fines uh, who've been fined for 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 not um, uh, going according to the recommendations when they had no legality whatsoever. Uh, and, and, you know, if we just stopped acquiescing by reflex action and just thought about it a bit more, um, uh, we we we'd. Um, be in nothing like the situation of control that, that, that we are. But people don't question. That's the problem. Right. And, and, you know, I remember just a very quick story. I remember um, my father, you know, my father was born in 1907. Um, and um, he lived through um, the Great Depression. And, uh, and uh, he, um, you know, was struggling to find work all the way through that period. And um, he, he, he got work in um, uh, a, a shoe factory, shoemaking factory on one occasion. And uh, the, the boss was um, treating the, the staff really, really badly. Um, and uh, so uh, they, he, um, he got them together and he said, look, you know, this, we're not having this. We shouldn't have this. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, well, no, we, we shouldn't have it. No, absolutely right. We're right behind you. He said, okay, so I'll, I'll go in and tell him, right? Yeah, okay. So he goes in, he tells the boss. The boss sacks him. Just take, clear your desk, you're out of here. And he said, I came out and everybody else was sitting there, head down on their desk. They wouldn't look him in the eye. And he walked uh, past them and out of the place. And they just sat there um, uh, ignoring him, um, even though they'd uh, encouraged him to go and represent them. So you, you, you do get these situations. Um, but, you know, my father walked out of that factory um, uh, with self-respect, whereas the one sitting at the desk looking down and not facing him as he left um, would not did not have self-respect. And I would rather um, go under. I'm not going to mind. I won't have it. It's not my reality. But I would rather go under with self-respect than um, than uh, 
just, um, you know, go on as I am um, by complying to some um, idiotic psychopathic force. Because, you know, uh, one thing I say often to people, if you concede to stupid, you become stupid. So I am not conceding to stupid. Um, you know, uh, you want to find me? Well, find me. I ain't going to pay it. Put me in jail. Put me in jail. That's fine. But I, I ain't going to do it. <laughs> and, and, and imagine, imagine what would happen to this illusory power that these people have if enough people did that. Right. It it's all comes back to your your phrase, peaceful noncompliance, which I yeah. learned from you so many years ago. And I, I've tried to echo that message to people and now is a prime example of how just disseminating truth and peacefully non-complying can change the dynamic of all of this okay so uh, they said we're going to lock down and you can't leave your homes and, and and in this country you can only go out for exercise once a day well the population said we're not doing that we're going to carry on. We're going to keep the pubs open. We're going to keep going down the pub. We're going to the restaurants. And, uh, and we'll go out when we like. Thank you very much. Where's the power? There's nothing they could do about it. Acquiescence uh, was the power that they had. Our power, which we gave them. And when that penny drops, and this is what this cult is terrified of, that penny dropping the realization of where the real power is and ain't with it. David, I thank you for coming on the show tonight. We're just about out of time, and I appreciate you staying a little bit later because of the technical issues. No problem. If you have anything else that you'd like to add, we have a very large audience of people that are always looking for solutions more so than just hearing information. I know you've given a lot of solutions tonight. If you had anything else to tell someone, what would it be in terms of a solution to the current problems and the future problems? Make the heart your point of perceptual reality. Um, you know, people misunderstand, I would say, what the heart is. I'm not talking about the physical heart, though it is connected. I'm talking about the heart vortex in the center of the chest. Um, people think of intelligence and they think of the brain. But the real intelligence, innate intelligence, is the heart because that's our connection to expanded states of awareness, the most expanded states of awareness. And that's why the heart knows and the brain thinks. The brain thinks because it doesn't know. Uh, and so when we have intuition, it comes as one knowing package. Doesn't come in a series of, 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 of paragraphs or lists like, like it does with the brain. Oh, I've thought of this, and then I think that, and then I think that. It just comes as one package. I just know. You see the picture through the heart. You see the dots through the brain. Um, and um, so the heart is – we've completely lost an understanding of what love is. We think love is, is attraction, and it can, it can be expressed like that, but it doesn't have to be. Um, but, but love is, um, first of all – it's the absence of fear. I call evil the absence of love, and love is the absence of fear. So uh, love, heart consciousness, let's put it that way, um, it will always do what it knows to be right. 
I mean, the, the idea that the heart, heart consciousness, would consider consequences for doing what it knew to be right would never occur to the heart because the heart would say, well, that means I would actually consider not doing what I know to be right. The heart won't do that. Brain will do that. Gut will do that. Heart won't do that. Um, and and from, from the heart, without fear, uh, and just doing what you know to be right, and this innate intelligence, this innate knowing that comes with the, through the heart, uh, this is um, what will set us free. And what this, this cult knows this, it tries to close the heart. It can't enter the heart because, uh, the, you know, the heart's too uh, 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 a higher frequency for it. But it can close the heart. And you see all these things, my heart aches. Why is your heart aching? Because your heart, your heart vortex is closed where people die of a broken heart because they have so much trauma in the heart that that, 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 that whole um, energetic field becomes so dense and tense and uh, um, uh, immovable that, that it can affect the physical heart, die of a broken heart. You literally, you literally can. Uh, but it's the heart that where it all comes from. Um, and what happened to me um, nearly 30 years ago, I say nearly because this was a shortly after I um, had my, my awakening, is that I, I, I just decided I'm, when my heart and my head are in conflict, I'm going with my heart. And, and that's transformed my life. And it's, it's, it's the heart that says, I will not concede my truth. I will not um, censor my truth. I will not acquiesce. The idea that uh, the, the heart, which is uh, in awareness of what uh, of what we are, expanded uh, um, infinite potentially awareness, would be told when it can and cannot leave its home by some dark suit idiot. Um, it just wouldn't occur to the heart. The, the heart would laugh um, because the the heart wouldn't say, "Well, what's what's the consequences of me expressing my freedom?" It wouldn't. It says, "I'm going to express my freedom. That's all I know." It's the heart that's going to change everything, because uh, while we uh, stay stuck in the head, and the and the gut emotion, um, then they will conspire with each other to produce the list of consequences, potentially not real necessarily, that um, that holds us in servitude. The heart only knows freedom. It will only accept freedom. And, um, and when that opens, everything changes. So perception is the key. Psychological warfare is the technique. And the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. All right, David Icke, davidike.com. Jack, thank you for joining us this evening as well, my friend. You're welcome, and all uh, much love to you, David. Yeah. Thank you so yes. much for everything you've done. We love you, David. No problem, mate. Yeah, we uh, we've only just started. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. All right, davidike.com. We do love you, David, and we love all of you listening tonight here on The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. Our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. $35 for a one-year subscription and a physical book, Occult Arcana, The Technological Elixir, and Food Philosophy. Those are my books. They're on the website. And if you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay safe, stay informed, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.
This is The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings or our website, thesecretteachings.info.